Today we're talking about Liz Truss and a head of lettuce, growing unrest in Iran, new FDA decisions, and other top news for Friday, October 21st. Stay informed while remaining focused on Christ with the pour over. Here's the quote of the day. He who goes about to reform the world must begin with himself or he loses his labor. St. Ignatius of Loyola. Let's start with some espresso shots. Liz Truss, the last prime minister appointed by Queen Elizabeth II, resigned after six weeks. She led through three generations of fruit flies and earned the dubious honor of shortest-serving prime minister in British history. Truss's tenure was defined by an aggressive economic plan to cut taxes and increase spending that sent the UK financial markets into turmoil. Truss tried to backtrack, jettisoning her economic plan and firing her finance minister, but it wasn't enough. An accelerated leadership contest will likely begin next week to name a new, new prime minister. Frontrunners include Rishi Sunak, runner-up against Truss the first time, Chancellor of the Exchequer Jeremy Hunt, and the House of Commons leader Penny Mordaunt. Hopefully this one will outlast a head of lettuce, which, as the British tabloids noted, was something Liz was unable to do. Here's a quote to consider in times of seemingly constant change and instability. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Edward Mote, 1863. Protests in Iran continue to make international news. El Naz Rakabi, an Iranian professional climber, returned to Tehran after competing in South Korea without wearing a hijab, a move that drew support from activists but condemnation from the Iranian government. After reports that her passport had been seized and her friends could not contact her, Iranian state TV ran an interview where she apologized and claimed she simply forgot the head covering. Many doubt she made the statement freely. Elsewhere, a 16-year-old girl reportedly died after Iranian forces raided her school and beat any student who refused to sign a pro-regime anthem. Later, a man, identified as her uncle, appeared on state TV saying she died of a congenital heart condition. A human rights group estimates 215 people, including 27 children, have been killed in recent protests. The scriptures tell us what to do in the face of tragedy, lament and act. Grieve that the world is broken, pray for God to move in power in the darkest places, and redouble your own efforts to be a peacemaker everywhere you go. Romans 12 verse 15 says, Rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. On Wednesday, an FDA advisory panel voted 14 to 1 to recommend the agency to remove the drug McKenna meant to prevent preterm births from the market. McKenna was approved 11 years ago through the agency's controversial fast-track program. It showed promising results and became the only drug approved for mothers at risk of having a premature baby. But a larger follow-up study showed it was no different than a placebo and has potentially serious side effects like blood clots. Covis, the drug's maker, says pulling it from the market will disproportionately harm black women who are at higher risk of preterm birth. The panel acknowledged the need for a drug to help forestall early births, but said McKenna is not effective for anyone. Separately, the CDC and the FDA greenlit Novavax's non-mRNA COVID booster. When discussing tough decisions such as whether to pull the only drug of its kind from shelves, remember that both your stance and how you take your stance reflect on Christ. Leave others with no doubt of your love, even in disagreement. Romans 12 verse 18 says, If possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. 
We believe that the news can actually be a force for good, helping people find rest and comfort in Christ while spurring them on to loving action, instead of, you know, creating division, anger, and a persistent feeling of impending doom. For example, keep this in mind while reading today's news. Even if everything goes wrong, your eternity is secure. It costs about 20 cents per subscriber per month to operate the pour-over. Many readers are unable or unwilling to pay, but you can sling seven of them on your back and support our staff and mission for just $1.99 a month. Check out the link in our show notes. In other brews, here's a rapid round of updates. Russian President Putin introduced martial law in the four annexed eastern Ukrainian regions, likely meaning the region's civil administrations will be replaced by military ones. Russia also gave a not-so-friendly reminder that the contested regions are under the protection of its nuclear arsenal. What's one more legal battle amongst friends? Former President Trump faces new allegations that he signed a sworn statement about voter fraud numbers that he knew were false. A federal judge ordered the emails related to the charge be turned over to the January 6th committee. As Bill and Ted would say, strange things are afoot at the Circle K. Weed may soon be available, adjacent to several Florida Circle K locations. There would be separate doors, thanks to the partnership with the cannabis producer Green Thumb. Under Florida law, customers would still need a medicinal card to purchase marijuana, but not the Cheetos next door. A jury acquitted Igor Danchenko, a key source of the Steele dossier, of lying to the FBI. This is expected to be the last trial stemming from special counsel John Durham's three-year investigation into the origins of FBI's Trump-Russia probe and possible misconduct by law enforcement. No convictions were made. Hans Niemann, the embattled 19-year-old chess grandmaster, is suing Magnus Carlsen, considered the best chess player in the world for a decade, and Chess.com for $100 million, saying they are egregiously defaming him with claims he's been cheating. Your move, Magnus. And now it's time for the pour-over's pick of the week, embracing rhythms of work and rest. Life moves at a frenzied, non-stop pace that is glorified, praised, and rewarded. Most people know that they need rest, but find within themselves a deep resistance to letting go and resting in God one day a week, let alone for longer seasons of sabbatical. I mean, come on, the world would fall apart. This book grounds us in God's intentions in giving us the gift of Sabbath and provides practical steps for embedding Sabbath rhythms in churches and organizations. The journey to a meaningful Sabbath practice is slow, and it is a journey we need to take in community. This book helps us do that. An absolute must-read. That's all we have for today. Thanks so much for listening. If you're listening on the Apple Podcasts app, give us a five-star rating and drop a review. If you're listening on Spotify, give us a follow and hit the notification bell to never miss a new episode. We appreciate your support and hope you have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday.